Today we're doing the Sefer HaMitzvahs, uh, we're doing the Mitzvah Chof, the 20th positive Mitzvah. And that's the command that we've been commanded to build a house for service, in which we're going to offer the offerings, we're going to be burning the constant fire on the Mizbeach, on the altar, and towards it, there will be a person who will constantly uh, turn to it, and the festivities, people will gather every year, as will be explained, because people were supposed to go and visit the uh, Beis HaMikdash. And that is based on the Pasuk in Shmois Perich of Dalet Pasuk Ches. The Pasuk says, V'osu li Mikdash, make for me a sanctuary. Now, the sanctuary is the general mitzvah and the Rambam will explain that the other details of the mitzvah, as make the menorah, make the table, those aren't mitzvahs independent because they're just part, pieces of this general uh, mitzvah. The Loshen Sifri, as we'll see in a minute, the language of the Sifri is Sholosh Mitzvah Nitztavu Yisrael Bishaskin Nesosom Lorez. There are three mitzvahs the Jews were commanded when they entered into the land. And that was, one, to appoint for themselves a king. Two, to build for themselves a chosen house, that would be the Beis uh, HaMikdosh. And three, and to cut off the seed of Amalek. So that's to destroy Amalek. These are the three mitzvahs. So you see here clearly that the building of the Beis HaMikdosh is an independent mitzvah. It's a mitzvah by itself, as it says it's three mitzvahs. We already explained that this general mitzvah includes details, and that the menorah, the candelabra, the shulchan, the table, the mizbeach, the altar, and all the other stuff from the parts of the mikdosh, all together are called a mikdosh, although that if there is a specific command for each part and part, the Torah says, do this and this, so that still does not mean that it's a separate mitzvah, but rather it's all a part of the Beis HaMikdash. However, our sages said, with regards to the Mizbeach, over there in the verse it says, Mizbeach Adomo Taseli, make for me an altar. That would seem, that was the altar that, that's in, in Shmos Perichov Paschov Dalet, so over there, you might consider, you might think about this verse, that it's an independent mitzvah besides the mitzvah of the Beis HaMikdosh, because that's like a self-standing outside in the courtyard. They had this mitzvah. It's independent of the Mikdosh, which is the sanctuary which had all these vessels. But the Rambam says, the idea here is I'm going to describe to you that actually that this posik is only talking about the time that they were in the Mishkan, in the desert. Because in the simple meaning of the verse, it is talking about during the times that people were allowed to make bamis. A bamis means just an elevated area where you can sacrifice for Hashem. There was a time before they actually built the permanent temple, the Beit HaMikdash, people could put up a temporary temple, as they did in the Mishkan, as they did until the time of the uh, Beis HaMikdash. In between there, but that's in the details. It was permitted to us to make 
a mizbeach out of earth anywhere we want and we use it to sacrifice on it. However, uh, the uh, sages have told us that the idea of a mizbeach, the, the idea of this, of, of this saying is that Hashem actually told us to build a permanent mizbeach which is connected to the ground and it should not be moving as the mizbeach was there. So this particular mizbeach hadoma was uh, a temporary thing of that. That's why that's not counted in the mitzvahs because it's just for that time. But in the mechilta, he brings down because he said the mechilta Rabbi Shmuel in the meaning of this pasuk, when you enter into the land of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, then it says, make for me a mizbeach that is con- connected to the ground. Uh, so, which means, in the Pasuk it seems that you should make it a mizbeach adama, just make it anywhere in the ground. But over there they explain that no. The uh, mitzvah, what you have to make it, you have to connect it, it has to be sort of structured to the ground. Uh, so that would make it, that part would make it a, uh, a a command which applies for the generations. Because that's the mitzvah of making a permanent Beis HaMikdosh. It's not just for the time, the movable. Uh, and then, that would be part of the Beis HaMikdosh. So at that point, it's like the other vessel. So then once it becomes permanent, in other words, the Rambam says, in that case, the mizbeach has to be built specifically from uh, stones. A stone one, a stone mizbeach. This other mizbeach, when it says from earth, the mizbeach is, you know, you filled it up, whatever, even in the Mishkan, they had the structure, but then they would fill it up with sand, and that's how they would, they would, they would bring the offerings on it in the desert, when they were traveling in the desert. But over here he says, so then it becomes a part of the regular, of the Beis HaMikdash. So, He's saying like this, in the simple meaning of the Pasuk as we read it, over there it means just to connect it wherever, wherever you want to put it. That, that, and therefore, that's, not a, that's a temporary thing. So it's not really a mitzvah that we count. According to the uh, meaning as the rabbis explained it, that it means that it's actually connected to the ground. So then it's part of the Beis HaMikdash, of the regular Mishkan. And the Mechilta, but the Rambam says you have to build this permit, you have to be from stones. In Mechilta, they say specifically that Hashem says, tasali. So it says, if you built a Mizbeach of stones. So the word V'im says like, and if. The word Im means if. However, the rabbis translate like this. Rabbi Shmuel He says, every time the Torah says if, it's a optional. It's there is if you want. It's up to you. But there are three ifs in the Torah, three ims in the Torah, which are commands. What is that? One of them is v'im tasali. Even though it says if you will make an altar, but it means that you shall make an altar of stone. So therefore, we see it has to be made. The altar needs to be made out of stones. Um, the other one, just for example, it says. Im kesef talvesami. If you're going to borrow money, my people. I mean, the mitzvah. That's not im. It's an obligation to 
So now, further they said, the Mizbach Avonim, they said, Choyva, that's mandatory. So, So maybe you're going to argue, and you're going to say, no, it's as if, you don't have to build it out of stones. So Rambam says, brings the post, the Gemara from the Gemara, Tabot Loimar, that's why the Pasik says, Avonim Shleimesh Tivnes Mizbach Hashem Alekecha, that the Mizbech of Hashem should be built out of whole stones. This is a Pasik in Dvarim Chavzayin Vav. So we see over here there's no im, there's no ifs, it just says you should build it in stone. So that means that this is actually a mitzvah. The details of this mitzvah in general, which means the building of the mikdash, the description, the very, the, the, the parts, the, the, the building of the mizbeach and its laws, are all contained in a tractate which was authored for that purpose, which is called Meseches Midos, the Meseches of Measurements. And also, it, there it is also explained the description of the menorah, the candelabra, the shulchan, the table, mizbeach hazov, that was the golden mizbeach, which was in the inside, in the heichal, inside of the mikdash, and the place where, the space place where they were placed, in the, in the heichal, this was also, this is in the Gemara, in Menachos, and in Tractate Juma. This is prohibition number 169, the mitzvah kuf samachtes. This is the warning that the tribe of Levi has been warned they don't take a portion in the land of Israel. Uh, the Torah says in Devarim Yudches Pasuk Aleph, Lo la kohanim alevim kol shevet Levi chelik v'nachlo. The kohanim and the Levim shall have the entire tribe of Levi should not get a portion and inherit in the land of Israel. When they apportioned the land of Israel to all the tribes, they did not apportion it to the tribe of Levi. The Levis were given, uh, outside of all the cities of the Jewish people, they were given places over there uh, to live over there. The uh, Levites were mostly, uh, and the Kohanim were mostly to consider the agents and the servants of the Jewish people to serve Hashem. And they were supported by the Jewish people through the various different gifts and through the various different uh, allotted places for them to live in the lands. But they did not have to have their own land to work it alone on, their, on themselves. But uh, they weren't given a portion. Uh, mitzvahs, uh, the mitzvah number 170, Kufayin. This is a prohibition. Um, this is what the Torah says that the Kohanim and the Levim, the entire tribe of Levi, shall not have a chilek and a nachala. They should not have a portion, an inheritance, as well do not take part in the spoil. When you go out in war, the Levim don't get a part of it. The Pesach says, And the language of the Sifri is... Chelek, a portion, means babizo. That means in the spoil, when they go out to war. Anachala means in the land, that they don't get a portion in the land of Israel. And they're not allowed to own part of the land of Israel. So the Rambam says, you might ask on me and say, why do you count these two aspects of not taking part in the spoil and part in the land for the Levim, how come you count them for two mitzvahs? But really, they both come 
from the same pasuk, the, the prohibition against having a part in the land and a, the prohibition against taking part of the spoil were one prohibition. And we know there's a rule of lav shebeklolus that you introduced, the Rambam introduced in the beginning is an introduction of counting the mitzvahs. He says that if it's a prohibition that includes many details, it's only considered to be one prohibition. So why do we count it as two prohibitions? So the Rambam says like this, I want you to know that this lav has been divided by the Torah itself. Because in the second verse, the Torah actually specifically says, He shall have no inheritance. So now we see that the Torah gives it two names. One of them is called, uh, two which is the warning in the first Pasuk against taking part in the spoil of the land. The second one, that that's the warning that he's not allowed to possess part of the land of Eretz Yisro. Same word. Uh, that's called Nachalo, and that's called Chelek. Chelek, Nachalo, but this is Nachalo. Nachalo is an inheritance. A Chelek is a part. This prohibition has also been duplicated exactly by the Kohen specifically. Because we find in Bamidbar, Perik Yudches, Pasuk Chof, the Torah says with regards to the Kohanim, you shall not inherit in their land, the Kohen, and also you should get no portion amongst them. So what do we mean? What does that mean? Don't inherit their land. That is when they're dividing up the land of Eretz Yisrael, the Kohanim didn't get a part. shall have no portion of them. That means what? Babiza, that's the spoil. So now the Rambam says, maybe you're going to think that these two prohibitions that are mentioned by the Kohanim, two mitzvahs, uh, so therefore we should count it uh, a separate mitzvah for the Kohen. So we have the mitzvah for the Levi, now we have the mitzvah for the Kohen. So the Rambam said like this, since the original prohibition comes for Kol Shevet Levi, it includes the entire tribe of Levi, so that includes the Kohanim. Kohanim are also part of the tribe of Levi. So although the Torah duplicates the prohibition by the Kohanim specifically, it's only to strengthen the prohibition, but not to add a new prohibition. The same thing is true anytime you find a generality and then you find a detail. The reason the Torah details is it's only to strengthen and to complete some of the halachas that we learn out from the other Pasuk because you haven't yet fully understood the halacha completely from the first prohibition. So say for example, the Rambam says, had you counted uh, that this prohibition of not as separate pro- prohibitions uh, on that, that the Kohanim cannot so in other words, you would add and say there's two prohibitions. So then, according to this counting, this equation, so then you have to say, like for example, uh, if there's a prohibition uh, for a Kohen uh, for marrying a widow, a woman who has been desecrated from Kahuna, a woman of Zona, they're prohibited for a Kohen Godel. There should be three additional lavin, three prohibitions, addition to every Kohen, whether it's a Kohen Godel or a Kohen Hedget. 
any Koyan violates three prohibition of marrying any of these women. And the Koyan Gadol, therefore, who the Torah repeated it, should have additional to being, because he's a Koyan Gadol, on top of being a Koyan. And if you're going to say that you have to count it, so then it would be turn out. If a Koyan Gadol, for example, will marry a widowed woman, he'd be Chayef too. A, one, because he's a Koyan, and a Koyan is not allowed to marry a, a, a widow is not allowed a coin is not a matter where a widow and number two he's a coin godl and there's an additional prohibition a coin god not to marry a widow but the Gemara says no Morin Kedushin says that you're only chayv one so it turns out that the general prohibition is what we count and all the additional prohibitions that come in the same details are just to teach us some sort of halacha or to complete the subject matter, as we explained in the mitzvah, Kuf Samachal from this mitzvah. This type itself is also the warning that Hashem warned the Kohanim not to uh, make the bold spots in their head, not to shave off the corners of their beards, uh, not to uh, scrape their, their, their flesh. In Pasuk in Vayikra, Chav Aleph, Hey, the post These three prohibitions have already been introduced earlier for all Jewish people and not allowed to do any of these three things. The Torah says in Vayikra Perikutes Posik of Zion, the Torah says, not to totally shave off or make the, the shaving in that style or not to destroy the edges of the beard. The Torah also says in Dvarim, Yudalad Aleph, the Torah says with regards to any Jew, not to place that bold spot between their eyes. And the Torah also says in Vayikra Yitas Chofches, not to seret lenefesh leisitnu b'msarchem, not to scrape your, your, your flesh. So there is already prohibition by every, by every Jew. Now they were duplicated by the Kohanim, only to complete the halacha, to finish up the halacha, as explained in the end of Makis, that when these three halachas were explained, but had these been separate individual prohibitions by Kohanim, not just to complete and make up the halacha, but separate mitzvahs, then the Kohen would be chayiv for each of one of these acts, two plashes. A, a, he's Jewish, and number two, he's a Kohen. But it's not true. He's only chayiv one Malchus, just like any other Jew as explained in its place, understand this rule and know it. So now we'll do in the Sefer HaMitzvah of the Rambam, we're up to the positive mitzvah 183. This is the mitzvah that we have commanded to give the Levites, the Levim, cities to live in them. Because they did not get a portion of the land. When the land of Israel was distributed to all the different tribes, the Levites did not get amongst them, and the other tribes were instructed to give around their uh, cities uh, to make for them cities to live in. As the Pasuk says in Bamidbar, Paraklamid Hey, Pasuk Bez, Venosnu Lalavim, Goimir Arim you shall give to the Levites cities for them to dwell in, for them to live in. Also, these cities used, also as these cities would use 
can use as Are Miklot, as absorption cities. As you know, we had special cities in which if somebody killed somebody accidentally, they would live there or run away in the beginning, you would go to those cities. So the cities of the Levim are also absorbed in the special conditions which is for them, for these cities, as articulated in the Tractate of Makis. Okay, we're doing now the prohibition number 228 in the book of the Sefer Mitzvah of the Rambam, which is the Mitzvah of Ches. This is the warning that we've been warned not to sell the lots of the Levites. As we know, the Levites did not get any portion of the land of Israel. They weren't a portion of the land like the other tribes. But they were given outside of the cities. They were giving special cities to live in for the Levites. You're not allowed to sell those lots of the Levim. That's based on the Pasuk. It says, The field of the uh, city lots shall not be sold. And you know the language of the Torah that you give to the Levim, you give them like this, you give them cities, you give them lots, and you give them a field, a Zdei Migrash, which means that's a thousand Amr should be Migrash, that's sort of the lot, and two thousand Amas outside of it is the field and the orchard. So they get basically, they get their city and they get these extras, uh, 1,000 Amas of a lot and 2,000 Amas outside for fields and orchards. So they get the city, 1,000 Amas outside and then 2,000 Amas. As explained in Tractate Soito. The warning has come to the Levim that they cannot change these boundaries and they should not turn the city into a lot and not the lot into a city and not the field into a lot and not a lot into a field it must stay as it is and that's the passage here says lo yimocher, not to be sold what it means by tradition it means don't change it not to be sold means not to another person but don't change it around the details of this mitzvah have been articulated in this end of tractate Archer.